Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee, disciplines for starting your day with clarity and purpose. I'm Nate Scharf. I'm your host. If you've been looking for ways to get inspired, if you've been looking for a way to get your head off your pillow in the morning without groaning, if you question why you're here or what you're doing or how you ended up with the life you're living, you've come to the right place. This podcast exists to invigorate your mood and clarify your mission. Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee, a cold slap start to your day to get you awake and alive. Welcome to Cold Water Hot Coffee. I'm your host, Nate Scharf. This is episode nine. We're going to continue our discussion with psychologist and psychonutritionist Colette Sinclair. And we're going to dive deeper into this topic of psychonutrition. So you can find Colette at colettesinclair.com. That's C O L E T T E S I N C L A I R. ColetteSinclair.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. I'm super excited to hang out again and dig deeper into this topic of psychonutrition. It sounds really fancy. It sounds like some kind of dark art. Colette, you had mentioned that there's a lot of natural remedies out there for brain health, including plant medicines and psychonutrition, your specialty. Going back to the plant medicines, is that treating the symptom and not the problem? It sounds like the vagal nerve and regulating that and getting that healthy is a more permanent solution. Is there risk to those other modalities? They get a little space in feeling good, but then they haven't addressed the actual biological problems behind it and they snap back. So the first one is, you know, it, does it actually address the problem or is it addressing the symptom? And really that depends on how it's being done. It, it can be done well, right? The, through medicine, whether it's plant or synthetic, it can be done well, but uh, I've, I've also seen people injured because it's not being done well. And that's a conversation that not a lot of people are having, you know, because this is kind of the popular trendy thing. I think that the medicine, whether it's natural or synthetic, and I have a strong bias towards natural because it's not harmful, right? And it doesn't tend to have any lasting effects. The medicine can accelerate those changes, but it has to be done very thoughtfully. It's best when guided. It's best when intentions and goals are set ahead of time and then affirmed while under the influence of the medicine. Because the way those medicines work is they they open up when when you're thinking about an issue, that particular issue becomes really well ingrained, really hardwired. It's like the medicine embeds it in your your mind. Right? It's like neural pathways. For sure. With a heavy current. It strengthens the neural pathways okay. around that event. So if it's a trauma, if it's a trauma and you're not actually solution focused, it tends to accentuate that trauma, thereby injuring people rather than if you are being guided and you're focused on the solution, you're focused on what you want to create. Now that pathway is strengthened. Medicine, whether it's plant or synthetic, it has utility. It just needs to be used with fidelity, really, is how I see it. Thank you for explaining the vagal nerve to me and that link to cold water. I've been realizing I've been calling it the vagal nerve this whole time. So it's nice to have a professional tell me how to pronounce that correctly. I really liked how you explained that. I'm sure it's going to help listeners as well to kind of understand 
the biology behind it. I wanted to ask you further about this work you do with psychonutrition. Can you can you explain what that is a little bit more? So psychonutrition is very specific. It's a very um, specific practice to the field of orthomolecular medicine. What is that? Okay, so orthomolecular <laughs> medicine is basically treating disease and disorder by correcting uh, molecular function. Okay, that's what orthomolecular medicine is. Now, psychonutrition is an offshoot of that because psychonutrition only deals with issues related to psychiatry, mood disorders, behavior disorders, basically anything you find in the DSM. Um, so it deals with the, the diagnostic <laughs> statistical manual, okay. right? So any kind of disorder that is related to mental health, psychonutrition deals with basically addressing the symptoms of those disorders. Okay. What are people doing wrong that you can help them with from a psychonutrition standpoint? Like, what do you see regarding diet, things you shouldn't be eating, things you should be eating? or Okay. So psychonutrition and nutrition are two very different camps. Okay. Um, they both relate to nutrients um, and how nutrients are beneficial for the body and brain. But psychonutrition is really about correcting mental health issues or mental health disorders. So when we say, when I say disorder, I'm talking about dysfunction. Psychonutrition deals very specifically with the neurotransmitters that allow us to feel pleasure and pain. Okay. So most mood disorders, behavior disorders, psychological disorders can be traced to these neurotransmitters that enable us to feel pleasure and pain, which are dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, and glutamate. Okay. Okay. So I basically specialize in addressing the function of those neurotransmitters. And what's really interesting is that when you address the function of those neurotransmitters, a lot of these symptoms related to these disorders go away. I'm very interested in seeing people get better, feel better, live better. You know, what I have found is that oftentimes people that are dealing with anxiety or depression or trauma of some kind, they have some pretty significant nutritional deficiencies. And these nutrient deficiencies can be hereditary or they can be created over the, the lifespan. Nutrition is awesome. I love nutrition. I, I, food is very powerful. I always say food is mood. Um, but really if somebody has a psychological disorder, right, you say like OCD, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, um, schizophrenia, something like that, they are so dysfunctional that food is not going to impact them. So what will impact them, what will start to turn that biochemistry around is megadose nutrition. All right. Um, so this is nutrients that are delivered um, in a very condensed way, right? That can be orally, that can be intravenously, um, you know, intramuscularly, but typically not through food right? Because okay. when we eat food, everything has to be absorbed and broken down. And people that are having mental health issues, sometimes they have dysfunctional pathways, right? They, they have absorption issues. They're not able to manufacture these neurotransmitters on their own, right? For, for, 
various reasons. Gotcha. The pathways are dysfunctional. They can't absorb. They don't have enough raw ingredients on their own, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's uh, genetic interference, right? Like, so all of those things have to be evaluated. And then, you know, I create a plan, a basically a treatment plan to help restore people's mental health functioning, but really it's just mood and, and behavior thinking. So kind of a byproduct of all of that is that when people start to feel better, because now they have nutrients available in their body, their body can now manufacture the neuro, the neurotransmitters that it's not manufacturing enough of, or it can regulate the neurotransmitters that it's manufacturing too much of. Once the body can do that on its own, it's amazing because people start to feel better. They have a higher emotional state. Their thinking clears up. They start to feel a little bit more optimistic, right? Their relationships improve. Like there's all these byproducts that are all really positive, right? you know? So I love psychonutrition because it's so efficient. You know, people legitimately can spend two, three, five, ten years in therapy with minimal improvement, right? With psychonutrition, it really fast tracks them so that they can begin working with new thoughts, right? And they can begin acquiring skills quicker, right? Because now their learning's online, right? right? They feel better, they can do better, and they start to see some success in their life. You know, and it's a big issue that people fatigue in therapy because they're like, wow, you know, I'm coming every single week and I'm just not seeing improvement fast enough. Yeah. Right. So I love seeing people's lives come together quicker and they're able to be more available for themselves, for their families, you know, in the professions that they enjoy. That's I love it because it's a, it's an effective modality. Yeah. I can see you just lighting up talking about it. Like it must feel good as a therapist to see people actually get better. And my honest opinion is a therapist, I don't know if that's the intent of all therapists. Some of them are like, I just want to sit here and listen to you and bill hours. Well, and, you know, but you actually want to help people get better. And they do. How long does it take on average with the nutritional part to see somebody, and I'm saying nutrition, whether you're delivering right. that orally or yeah. injecting, like before they start popping out of their shadows? Well, first of all, I don't do any injecting of any kind. Okay. <laughs> but, but I might refer to a doctor okay. and say, hey, this person is deficient in these things. And do you think that this, that intravenous nutrition might be better for them, right? right? Because they might be at a level where capsules will take too long. So, you know, everybody's different and, and it depends on their history, their development, their genes, you know, their current circumstances, right? right? So for example, if somebody comes in and they've had a lot of complex trauma in their life and they're ready to do work, but they're still under acute stress, their progress is not going to be as quick as somebody who really had cleaned up all the stress in their life, right? Right. Um, so I wish, you know, I, I, w- I can give you some guidelines. Like, for example, um, children and young adults tend to respond quicker. Of course. Right? I tend to see improvement in people within the first month. Wow. Right? So it usually takes, you know, two to three weeks 
to start to build things up in the system. But I tend to like when I'm making my clinical observations after somebody starts on a psychonutrition protocol, I will say on average, I'm seeing improvement at the three week marker. Wow. So you say, wow, but for some people, that's actually not fast enough right? because you look at our culture. That's like, I want it right now. And that's one of the reasons that ketamine is so popular. People mm-hmm. want relief right this second. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the whole, you know, it's, it's a mindset of, do you want short-term relief or do you want to, to solve the problem long-term? Right. Right. We are an instant gratification society for sure. I remember when I got divorced and I was extremely depressed and I went to a psychiatrist and they prescribed me an SSRI, a serotonin yeah. reuptake inhibitor. Correct. And their first piece was, you're going to feel worse before you feel better. Mm. And I'm like, what the heck? You're telling somebody who's extremely depressed that they're going to feel worse? This is your medicine? This is your solution? And I took it for... Uh, a couple of weeks and felt much worse and then felt completely altered. Like I'm definitely on medication and I stopped, but I just find it um, hard to believe like that. Those, like, why wouldn't these modalities, like it's so lit up hearing about natural modalities. Cause I think the body really does want to heal itself and it knows kind of what it needs. And we just have kind of forgotten and we're desperate in this big, busy society for give me something right now that'll, with a little bit of patience, you can actually solve it permanently. The body is very intelligent. Yeah. And so that's kind of the philosophy behind what I do. If you give the body what it needs, it can heal itself. It can behave in a functional way. Yeah. So that's all that we're doing is we're kind of like retraining cells, retraining the nervous system right. by giving the body what, you know, the raw ingredients that it needs. Yeah. Fantastic. I applaud what you're doing. I'm a fan. So what, what are the, without, you know, divulging anything you don't want to share about clients, but what are the common mental health issues that come into your office? Well, the most common issues um, are anxiety and depression. Definitely um, a lot of gut issues mm. right now. Do they go together? Like yeah. For sure. Everything okay. is interconnected. You know, you can have nervous system dysfunction that impacts the gut and then creates gut dysfunction. Mm. But you can also have people with a compromised gut that that goes on that, you know, for so long that it actually begins to impact brain and nervous system function. Mm. So it goes both ways. Um, but those are the issues that I, I most commonly see. It's, it's interesting because people can have the underlying issues of anxiety or or depression, but that's not what brings people into therapy. Right. What brings people into therapy is relationships. Gotcha. That's what people are motivated by, which I find fascinating. Right. So it's all too common for people to come in and say, Oh, you know, well, my husband or my boyfriend is the problem, you know, and then I get him on the couch (laughs) and I'm thinking, well, let's just look at how, how your functioning is contributing to this relationship, you know, and that's when the conversation is able to turn. So people come in because they're suffering. Loss of connection is a big reason that people are suffering. 
Well, relationships, that is a whole nother topic and a whole separate podcast that I hope we record. And I hope some people take advantage of, of looking you up and looking up your services. Anything else you would want to say to people who are struggling out there and, and general mental health? You've spent so many years helping people. Like, What would be uh, one piece of advice you think would be meaningful to the general listener? I would say to anyone who's struggling, don't give up because you're going to find the right solution for you as long as you don't give up. As long as you're committed to your health and your healing and your growth, you'll find what you need. And, you know, what's interesting is different people need different things. But when you're in that really dark place, sometimes it's hard to see beyond that, right? So uh, I think that's, that's the main thing, you know? You know, I'm always impressed. When people come into therapy, whether they're young or whether they're old, I mean, I've had people, you know, my mom's age come in and say, do you think I'm too old for this? And I, and I say, Hey, you're willing, if you're committed to change, you can do this. Humans are dynamic. And I have so much respect for people that have the courage to change and do things differently in their life, you know, that are, that are seeking improvement. And I love being supportive of that process. Colette, thank you so much for your time. Wonderful interview. I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you.